Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Detroit has a ton of vacant land strewn throughout the city. Shrinking Motown? Well, that's not really an option. How do we make productive use in a city that has big areas of land and Solar energy or renewables in general is a really interesting opportunity, I think. The mayor has an idea to bring solar fields to the city, but will the residents buy in? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. The city of Detroit is physically very large, 139 square miles. It's bigger than Manhattan, Boston, and San Francisco, which was super helpful because in the early 1900s, Detroit's population was skyrocketing. Absolutely, Detroit has lost population since its peak, right? We're around 700,000, and we were above a million, pushing on 2 million in, in the region at one point. The thing about Detroit, though, is that it's always been a relatively low-density place. So even before the city demolished a bunch of homes and people left the city, it was already a place with a lot of single-family homes. And that means a lot of backyards, a lot of room around those houses. I think Detroit, you know, separate from the historical trends, has had this challenge waiting in its future of what to do with all that space. You know, it's one thing when the city is thriving and the economy of the city and the region is really thriving and there's a really robust tax base. But when the amount of economic activity in the city shrinks and the population shrinks, but the amount of land area stays the same, then there's a question of what you do with all that space and how do you make it as productive as possible. That right there is the voice of Brian Boyer. He's the director of the Urban Technology Program at Taubman College at the University of Michigan. I'll say this. I am familiar with Detroit as a whole, but I am not an expert on the neighborhoods which is why I sought out John George. He founded Motor City Blightbusters in the old Redford neighborhood of Detroit on the northwest side over 30 years ago. The dude knows a thing or two about empty lots. When you see empty space, what do you think? We have a lot of vacant land in Detroit. We certainly have it in this community. Matter of fact, you know, we've torn down about 300 properties. But we've also built community gardens. We have one on two city lots just a half block from here. Everything we grow, we give away. And I know the mayor is uh, proposing uh, solar panels. Uh, the reason that we started that community garden 25 years ago is that we didn't want people dumping on the lot. And we thought if we put up a little picket fence and planted some tomato plants, they would leave us alone. And it's pretty much worked. But we got an additional bonus. You know, everybody likes to eat, and especially if it's fresh and free. So 
we did it initially uh, to discourage dumping, like I said, and it's, it's just really taken off. But we still have plenty of land in Old Redford and other parts of Detroit where solar panels would make sense. John mentioned Detroit Mayor Mike Duggan and solar panels. Well, last night at a town hall, Mayor Duggan laid out a plan that would bring solar fields to some of the city's vacant lots. We're asking every solar company who wants to propose to give us a proposal from a site somewhere out in rural Michigan, like Cincinnati and Chicago did, and give us a proposal if we were to put the solar fields in the city of Detroit. And if we do it in the city, the solar fields are going to be acquired by the city and owned by the city. They're going to be our city. They're not going to be private energy company solar fields. If it's in the city, we're going to own it. And what we would do in that case is we'd contract with them to install the solar panels and, and put the power into the distribution system. Would you be willing to do that? We are going to lay the cost next to each other. The mayor said the city spends about $9 million a year on energy. So his thought is, can we spend a similar amount of money on renewable energy that down the line would cost the city less, in theory? But the mayor told the residents the city wouldn't just barge in with solar. Could we build on stretches of blighted land in the city of Detroit? Is that something that neighborhoods here would like to consider? Uh, and here's my question. you got stretch of land. They dropped boats in this city. You've seen it, right? It's ridiculous. Could we close off some of these areas? Is that something that any neighborhood would want to do? And so you could have a neighborhood like this is targeted for dumping. And if they chose, they could instead potentially have a fenced in solar panel field. And I want to do what I always believe in. I want to leave the decision to the community. I want each community to decide for itself, is this right for us? And if it's not, we're not going to pursue it. In the mayor's plan, not only would the residents have to want it, they'd also have to identify the land and submit an application. The mayor says the city would like the plots to be at least 20 acres, but 10 would be acceptable. People like John told me that his community could certainly use benefits from a would-be solar farm. So I would assume that if the mayor says we're going to come in with solar panels, a question from people like you is going to be, okay, some of that's going to stay and benefit old Redford, right? Well, next door is the Redford Theater. It's its 95th year. It's run and operated by all volunteers, but it brings in thousands of people every weekend. I would love to see the benefit. It's just less money that they have to give to DTE. I would love to see a community grid in old Redford that could power the theater, our community center, the Artist Village, hell, even some of the small businesses that are struggling, you know, to, to keep the damn lights on. Or uh, affordable housing, right? Make well, people's bills like yours you're talking about? Exactly. Um, you know, that's 48 new families. That's 48 new bills. If we could even cut them by half, it would, again, cause these units to be super affordable. In listening to the mayor, there will be neighborhood benefit. It may not be as John described it, but there is certainly incentive in cold, hard cash. We want to bring major community benefits if you sign up, because if you sign up, you're doing good for the whole city, you're doing good for the world in what you're doing. And so we are going to propose that your neighborhood get $25,000 an acre of solar park that will be available for community benefits to your neighborhood. 
So if you find a 10 acre site, your neighborhood group decides how to spend $250,000. You find a 40 acre site, your group decides how to spend a million dollars. That's gonna be the community benefit. And it's the neighborhood group that decides what the community benefit plan looks like. You're putting together your application for the way you see the future of your community. Mayor Duggan has a novel idea with the solar panels. It's not wildly unique, but it is a solution. Though in listening to Brian, our urban planning expert, he says the mayor is confronting an old problem. Mayor Bing was considering a, a proposal to basically get everybody to consolidate. Let's move everybody closer. And that works from a on-paper perspective. But when you go and ask somebody to give up staying on a block where their grandparents lived, where their church might be located, where all of their memories are, I think we can all understand that that's a really tough ask. The question now is how do we make productive use in a city that has big areas of land and so there are lots of ways to think about that. And solar energy or renewables in general is a really interesting opportunity, I think, in particular because it's pretty easy to pick up solar panels and move them. If something changes in a neighborhood that has said yes to solar, maybe they're not going to move that solar field tomorrow or next month, but you could plan, say, next year, we want to build housing here instead, let's relocate the solar field. Now, the mayor said the city would only come into neighborhoods with solar if they were welcome. But later, he also said that one or two houses would unlikely stop a solar farm if most residents wanted it. If we go into an area and we say folks are going to have to move, these are the conversations that you're going to have to have. If you're a renter, we will pay to move you to a comparable house and we'll give you 18 months free rent. Vacant lot owners, I'm going to give them fair market value for their land. Landlords, again, I'll give them fair market value for their lands. They can go buy a house nearby and they can rent to somebody else. The ones I am most concerned about are the homeowners. We're going to be willing to pay them double fair market value for their land. They watched the houses around them get demolished and they hung in there. These folks deserve special consideration. But as part of your application, you're going to have to show us that you talk to the folks there I'm not telling you you have to have 100% support and one person can block you, but I want to know there's substantial support. The solar farm idea has real potential in Detroit. It could make the city more energy efficient while curbing blight and crime. But will people be forced out of their homes? It does not sound like it, but it also does not sound like the chance is zero. Today's big thanks go out to both Brian Boyer and John George for helping out. Check out www.jnewsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Do you want the Daily J delivered right to you? All you have to do is text WWJ to 20357 and you'll get it instantly. Message and data rates may apply. I'm Zach Clark and this is the Daily J. Thanks for listening. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.